Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Ken Bollard from Xylene. Ken, it's really nice to have you here. Great, Brad. It's a pleasure to be here with you, too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, Ken, tell me a bit about your company and what you do. Yeah, you bet. So, I'm a vice president of sales at, at Xylane, and I've been in sales over 20 years now. My first career was uh, as an accountant, as I, I'm a former CPA, but I really didn't like the work. And I was exposed to sales fairly early on in my career. I was able to sell some high end financial software and use my experience, my accounting experience. I started off as a pre sales consultant. And then I got a territory and I've just never turned back. And so over the past 20 plus years, I've built many sales teams. But I think what you know maybe distinguishes me most is I do like to be in that player coach role. I like to have a territory. I want to be selling. I want to be working with clients and happy to always to manage people and help them grow. Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Xylem, where I'm at now, I've been here for a while, a few years now. And Xylem, it's spelled with an X-Y-L-E-M-E. And it's, it's a, a SaaS product. It's a SaaS um, software as a service product. And it focuses on uh, the content management space. And I think content management is really interesting because it's ubiquitous. Everybody has challenges yeah. uh, managing content, whether individually as a team or as a big, large enterprise. And so that's what Xylem does. It's, it's really just an awesome company. I'm so privileged to work here. We, from a sales perspective, we work with really big enterprise class solutions and we support some of the biggest companies in the world on one end. And then on the other end, we have a, a new product uh, called Plexi that's just fantastic for smaller businesses, teams, even individuals that use it. And so it creates a just a really fun selling environment. We've got that really complex sale that lasts six to 12 months at least. Mm. Really takes a lot of relationship building, lots of meetings and demos and boot camps, mm. heavy negotiation. And then on the other hand, our Plexi product is freemium. So you can go out and just try it out for free. Uh, we've got tens of thousands of users. And then my team, my other team, they focus on upselling to, to, the, paid, to the paid version. So it's a really uh, fun and interesting space. Yeah. Nice. Sounds, it sounds like you guys are up to some really cool stuff. And yeah, I think so. What has this year been like for you guys? Like, obviously, the pandemic has had all sorts yeah. of effects on different businesses. What's it looking like for you guys this year? Approaching the end of the year, I can tell you it's good. <laughs> but we were definitely nervous when COVID broke out. We are certainly very nervous. The, the content management space is thriving. It seems like there's never a, a never-ending need to move things to digital and content. It's just, it just keeps going uh, for us. So we came into the year really positive. And then COVID hit. And we, we didn't panic like everybody else. Things just changed overnight. But from a content management space, we did some 
really fortunate and smart things. We focused heavily on training content. Mm. And again, for large enterprises and smaller organizations. And as our clients, from our clients' perspective, they were, uh, a lot of them were doing instructor-led training, like in-person training, and they had to immediately shift to e-learning. And yeah, and that helped us and it helped them. Our our Xylem excels at that sort of thing, making those fast changes. And we had a a big client, for example, that they run weekly on-site training for hundreds of employees every week. And they immediately had to shift to uh, virtual on-site, virtual uh, instructor-led training. And they, they did it in about two weeks. We, our consultants had to help a lot and we did it as a big team, but it turned out really well. And of course, for new business, it it was just as active. It took a little, a couple of weeks longer, a month or so. On our Plexi side, we saw a big influx of people using the product because it's a freemium nice. product. And then we had a lot of new leads coming in for the large Xylem products. We feel really fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you know, I know a lot of organizations uh, aren't in the same position, but it ended up being a, a very good year for us. So That's really good. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's especially helpful when your product is all digital and, and it's helping these organizations with you know, transitioning to digital, especially with learning and all that. It is. We, we you read the paper, a lot of companies that require that in-person aspect and they struggle, but yeah. we, we were on the other side in, in the digital space. And so we did really quite well. That's good. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like there's uh, you guys have been in a really strong position this year, but what have been yeah. maybe, and maybe they're small, but some of the challenges that you've experienced kind of moving throughout the year. Yeah, I, I think I think just the good territory management and understanding who the clients were, who might benefit. Our sales cycle, our relationship starts really early in the sales cycle. And so understanding our prospects was a big part of it so that we could reach out to them and let them make ourselves available, help them. We produced a lot of content that was valuable to them related to working from home training people from home, that type of thing. And then, of course, clients, boy, we had uh, lots of meetings with them and some transitional things to help them move to that virtual uh, environment. So uh, it was very busy. I, I felt very fortunate because lots of people were suddenly losing jobs and we were just the opposite. We were quite busy for some time. Yeah, nice. so it, it was really good. Yeah, yeah that's really good. So that, that kind of leads into my next question is obviously it sounds like you guys have a really long sales cycle. It's very relationship based. It is a lot of components to that. What are ways in which you build those relationships and how do you go about starting to build that relationship and growing it? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I've been doing it this a long time. And so I, I would say there's three things that I that I always keep in the back of my mind. The first thing is that, you know, people buy products. Companies don't. It's the people. Mm. And Xylem sells to big, you know, household name companies, companies your grandmother would know. And it's easy to get wrapped up in their size and their clout and the cool things they're doing. But when it comes down to it, it's really the people. So regardless of of the company that's buying 
it's really the people that you got to focus on. You got to hone in on them and really understand them, build those relationships and take care of them and, and stay in touch with them long term. Especially when you have somebody that is a mover and shaker in their field, you stay with them and stay in touch, take care of them as best you can. And it pays dividends long term. Oh. I have, yeah, absolutely. And I have a, a client, uh, a friend, we'll call her Alice. And I've known her for years. And it's not just knowing her birthday and her anniversary, which I do. It's it's also just knowing what motivates her. And mm. it takes time to get to know that and to work together. She wants to be appreciated, for example, for her, for her hard work. She wants to be appreciated by her, her executive team, by her peers, and so on. And so I'm always quick to comment on what a fantastic job she's doing and to make it known that you know, their situation wouldn't be the same without her because it's true. And she's also an innovator. She likes to be on the front edge of things. And that's always good. I'll email her things about new technology. She's on our advisory board, which she just loves to do. And so we get her really involved and pulled into our organization. She's almost an extension of our team. The key though, is to just remember that she's a, a person and, mm -hmm. and I know her in fact, she's bought from us twice. She left one company and then went to another one and bought again. Building those relationships really does, really does pay the pay those dividends. Yeah, yeah. But again, remembering that it's the people, not the company that's buying. And the other thing, it's an extension from just a, a good philosophy and sales, and that's that your long term relationship always starts with your first meeting, and you go out with a wide open net always in sales. And you're always turning over rocks and you're not taking taking anything for granted. And some of my best clients I've started off, they all start off with a very first meeting. I, I One in particular that I, it's one of my very favorite sales stories. It actually happened fairly early on in my career. And it just, it's, it's just burned into my brain. I was down in Texas. I live in Colorado. I was down in Texas doing a lot of traveling. And it was December. It was about this time of year. And I had a meeting that didn't go well. And, and I wasn't going to make my sale. I went down there to really work through some stuff and wasn't going to make my sales. So I was heading back to the airport. It was later in the day. And I got a call from one of our marketing people. And she said she had a lead that, that just came in somebody that was really anxious to talk to us and they were in Dallas. And so I thought I was this close from saying, no, I'll just call and make it another day. But I called them and just the nicest woman, she was just really, she understood my situation, but she was like, I've got everybody here. Can you come by right now? I'll have everybody ready. And she did. Wow. I walked into the room and there were 10 people ready to meet. And I, I was able to push out my flight to the next flight. So I left late that night instead. And anyway, long story short, it ended up being the biggest sale of my career to that point. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, it really is. And I just, I love that story because like I said, I was so close to just saying, I'll call tomorrow or I'll do something, do it, set it up for after the first of the year. But they bought like really fast and it pushed me over my quota. And it's just one of my favorite stories. And so you have to be open to those, those first contacts when they're there. You got to jump on it. You can't not take that phone call. You can't 
not take that meeting, especially today. I think it's even more important. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, people would respond to emails. They might actually pick up their phone. Today, people, they really don't. They are, you've probably heard the statistics, Brad, where people are 70% into their bicycle before they even contact you. So when they contact you, you better take that call and you better be ready and, and do it. No excuses ever. And so that's, I think, really uh, important. And it's, it runs adjacent to my, my, my last thought on this is when you're selling this, particularly a big enterprise product, you need to, to be careful. Not, you don't want to let people buy before they're ready. Mm. It sounds stupid, but it's true. With a complex enterprise class software like Xylene, it's a transformation for them and they have to be ready. So today, it used to be that when software was deployed, it wasn't SaaS. It was easier because you had more time. They bought the software, they got the software. And if it didn't go well, you, they still worked their way through it. Today, people mm -hmm. just, they'll just bail out on you because they can, because it's all subscription-based. What I've learned is you need to be familiar with and align to the, if you're selling SaaS software, you've got to know what churn is. You've got to know what the cost of acquisition and monthly you know, recurring revenue. You've got to know the right terms and you have to manage your territory according to those as well. Mm. And so we're just as quick to say we are not ready to a client as we are to signing a deal because we know if they're not ready, they're going to churn and then they're gone forever. <laughs> Once somebody churns, they're just gone forever. Whereas if you can hold back a little bit, get them ready, help them get ready, that relationship just deepens and that sale just becomes a natural outcome of that relationship. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. This is yeah. awesome advice. And I yeah. appreciate you sharing all these thoughts. What yeah, advice should other sales and marketing leaders out of all this take away? I think there's a couple, a few things to remember. I think in sales, it's really important to be, to build empathy for the client. Sometimes I feel like I am the client. I really try to put myself in their shoes, mm. not just the client's shoes, but even as a prospect, I really, when we do our qualifying calls, we really need to know what their problems are. And we need to help them sort through the priorities because people are good. People are frequently not good at buying your product. And so you have to help them buy your product. And I know where people get tripped up. I know what problems they should have to make it work, make them a good fit for us. And I need to find out if they have those issues and having that empathy and really understanding what they're trying to accomplish what their problem is. If you know that first, then you can decide if your solution is the right thing for them. And if not, you either help them get there or you uh, part company and stay part company as friends. That's not a bad thing either. When sales, that territory management again is partially just saying, you're not the one, you're mm -hmm. not the, the company for us. You can still be friends, but it doesn't work. So <clears throat> I think Building that kind of empathy is, and really working on that is important. 
I mentioned territory management, and I would say that that falls under the larger umbrella of, of organization. I think I think salespeople, really good salespeople, it's like they got a PhD in organization because there's so much going on. You're meeting with clients, you're meeting with old friends that are clients, you're helping them with problems, but you're also meeting complete strangers and trying to meet complete strangers. It's a big, it's a big task. And you've got to be organized throughout the entire relationship that you're you're building. And territory management, whether it's geography-based or industry-based, whatever your geography is, the first thing you have to know is the companies that you really want to target. Mm. You've got to know them. You've got to know why you're trying to target them. And, and then you've got to figure out who the people are. And you've got to know the people. Even before you start sending emails, you've got to know the people in pretty exacting details. You want to know correct spelling. I mean, how many times have you gotten an email that spells your name wrong and you just hit delete? Yeah. Um, and you have to understand what, what they're interested in. You can do that through LinkedIn and other systems. And you've got to get understand their history. You try to understand as much as you can about those people mm. and then find ways to meet and talk uh, to them. And And so that might be, Sending them things that you think they'll need doesn't have to be gifts. It's usually best if it isn't. It's information, an article, an event that's coming up. And once you speak to them, you got to get to know them and keep track, keep track of everything. It, it could be overwhelming, I think, because you can't do it for 10 people. You got to do it for hundreds and keeping track of, of the details and your prior conversations can be hard. You can do it in a good CRM. I use Plexi for myself personally. You've got to find what works for you and keep meticulous notes and keep revisiting them. So I think that organization is just critical. And then as you start to build those relationships, really, really try to help the person, really help mm. them solve their problem. And if you can't, tell them, try to point them in the right direction and then move on. So, yeah. Hey, thanks, Ken, for joining. I, I really appreciate yeah, absolutely. sharing all your insights and wisdom here. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. I sure appreciate it. And I look forward to hearing other podcasts from you. Thanks.